Tonight, we roll back the clock and enter the world of 1935 Bellingham. Like our world, it is filled with the same street corners, buildings, and boats. But take a turn down one of the dark alleys off Holly Street, and you could find yourself tangling with much darker things than shadows. <coughs> Presenting Bellingham Terror. Our story begins in the sprawling forest behind Washington State Normal School, known as Seahome Hill. On one of its many winding paths, we find Juniper Harper, an insatiably curious student, taking a walk with her dog, Gladstone. Isn't it great up here on Seahome Hill, Gladstone? <coughs> the trees are so beautiful and the air is filled with... Well, you can just feel how healthy it is and peaceful, almost a soothing quality. What was that? It came from farther into the woods, over that hill. Let's go. Oh, God, look at all this blood. Are you all right? God, it looks like you've been mauled by something. The eyes. The eyes. Are you okay? Can you move? It moved like, like, like smoke, skin like stone. Miss, my name is June Harper, and I'm going to try to get you to a doctor. The eyes! Flutter, fluttering scales! Oh, God! Hang on, let's get you out of here. Meanwhile, in the bustling offices of the Bellingham Herald, young hotshot reporter David Phillips is just finishing up his latest article. David! Yes, sir? Get your behind in here. We have a red ball. Yes, sir. What's the story? Just got a call from the police station. A college girl attacked near the normal school campus. She's in St. Joe's right now. Get down to the station and talk to the officers investigating. Get me something I can print. Yes, sir. I'll get right on it. Well, don't just stand there. Go! Bellingham Police Department, how can I help you? Hi, my name is David Phillips from the Bellingham, Bellingham Herald. Herald. Right, I remember from that fair even case a couple months ago. Good job. Thank Lawrence. you. I heard there was an attack up on the campus. Yeah, go ahead and sit down. Gwen Trentley, 22, reported an attack up on Seelm Hill. Okay. Treated for injuries at St. Joseph's Hospital. She was released just a couple hours ago. Do you have any suspects? Well, that's the thing. We weren't really sure. When we got her calmed down enough to give the statement, the girl said she was mauled by a cougar, but her injuries don't match her story. What do you mean? No claw wounds. There's something that looks like a large bite along her side, and let me see here. Severe trauma to her legs and chest consistent with a large weight pressing down on the patient. The doctor also said she had symptoms of being poisoned. He sent off the blood work as soon as he got a sample, but I don't know. Either she got hit with an axe and pushed down a long cliff, or the cougar was highly poisonous and used her body as a springboard. Frankly, we don't even know where to start. We're gathering witnesses, but doing the best we can with what we got. You guys usually do good work. Yeah, well, this might not be one of those times. Oh? Look, can you put that reporter's pad away for a minute? Sure, Bill. What is it? Well, for some reason, there's a lot of pressure coming down not to make this a big deal. You know the new chief, right? Police Chief Monahan? Yeah, I wrote the article when he got promoted three months ago. 
Well, he comes around and gives me this case, then comes back a few hours later and tells me that it's probably not going to go very far with such an unreliable victim and no eyewitnesses that I shouldn't get all up in a twist about it. He could have just been trying to keep you from getting your hopes up. Yeah, but Chief Monahan, the man's a pit bull. He always wants us to chase down every lead. This just felt a little, I don't know, fishy. Now I'm on the force and can't really... I got it, Bill. I'll poke around and see if there's any connection between the chief and the girl. I'd like to talk to the victim and the person who called it in, if possible. Yeah, here's Gwen Trantley's number. There is one witness who found her after the attack and called it in. A college student. Let's see here. Juniper Harper, age 22. June Harper? June Harper found the victim. Yeah. Do, do you know her? Oh, I know her. That busybody nearly got me killed. Hmm. Well, she might be troubled, but pretty easy on the eyes if you catch my drift. Goodbye, Bill. Meanwhile, June, not content to let things be, made her way to Gwen Trentley's dorm. Just gonna see how she's doing. It's only justified I saved her life. Besides, she never really properly thanked me. This visit has nothing to do with how I want to know what sort of creepy crawly took a bite out of her. Hello? Nice to see you again, Uh, Gwen, right? Yes, hi. You're the one that found me on Seahome Hill, correct? Yes, June Harper's the name. I just want to stop by and see if you're doing all right. Come on in. I'm doing okay. The doctor gave me some medication and bandages itch like crazy, but I'm okay. I was so worried. Thank you for finding me. So what happened exactly? What do you mean? I read in the paper that a cougar attacked you, but... Yes. Well, I don't know. It was dark, but had to have been a cougar. Gwen, I was there, remember? Look, what do you want? I'm not going to tell anybody. I just want to know what happened. Please? Well, I was out for my daily walk on Seahome Hill. I had just finished going down the hill into the little valley when I heard this weird rustling in the underbrush. A sort of rumbling sound, like a far-off train that you can't really hear, only feel. I turned around to see what it was, and then it hit. It bit me. I felt all cold and frozen. It moved like smoke over rooftops and smelled of desert sun. I, I can still feel his weight on me. Its scales sliding and squeezing. There was a strange piercing whistle, and, and I swear I heard the voice of a man out there. But then the, the snake creature, whatever it is, was gone. Oh, God, you must think I'm crazy. I don't think you're crazy. It's going to be okay. I've heard of stranger things in this city. Far worse. You have? What sort of things? Get better, Gwen. It's going to be all right. I hope. I'm David Phillips with the Bellingham Herald, and I'm here to talk to Dr. Heathrow. That's me. You said on the phone you had the results from the toxicology on the Gwen Trantley case? Yes. Uh, Officer O'Malley was in here earlier to pick it up, but I can tell you a little of what I found. Patient-doctor confidentiality, you know, but I can give you the barest of outlines. Please. When the officers brought Trentley in, I could see right away she was suffering from a venomous injection, so I gave her a dose of aristolochic acid to arrest the spread of the toxin. Aristolochic acid. It seemed to counteract the effects. All the symptoms were of a snake bite, but I did the toxicology test and, well, I really couldn't tell you the results, patient-doctor confidentiality and all that. Yes, but if you could tell me... If I could tell you, it wouldn't do a look of good, because I have no idea what the venom is. We have no record of anything like it. 
I sent it off to the University of Washington, and they have no record of anything like it either. They have records of thousands of types of venoms, and it came up with nothing. No match? Nothing that came even close. I figure at first, maybe I'd contaminated the test sample or something. So I went back to my original sample I took from Trentley that night, and it was gone. What? Gone. I can't work in a place like this. Someone misplaced my patient's blood. This is ridiculous. No record of it being checked in. Of course, I could never talk about a mistake like that being made at the hospital because... Doctor-patient confidentiality. No, bad publicity. Well, the girl's all right. It's not the end of the world. It just bothers me. I hate mysteries. So do I. So do I. David! What the blue blazes are you doing? Um, sir? Don't play coy. You went down to the courthouse and pulled all the files on Sean Monahan's promotion to police chief. Yes. Then you go to the county auditor and pull all the records on the property that he owns. Yes. And then, this is the part that blows my mind, you somehow get your hands on all military records, his family finances, and even his daughter's report card. Yes. Do you know why this has come to my attention? Do you know why my ever-vigilant gaze has rested upon this strange accumulation of facts on your desk? Uh, no, sir. I just had a county judge on the phone asking me if I was preparing to break a scandal. Now, David, is there something I need to know about? No, sir. Nothing to worry about. Thought I had something, but he came back clean. Nothing to get concerned about. Is it too much to ask that you be a bit more careful? Jeez. Hello? David, it's me, June Harper. Oh, hi. I've been meaning to call you about the Seahome attack story. I know. That's what I wanted to talk to you about. Oh? I think something strange is going on. Yes? You remember the creature at the dock three months ago? That tentacled thing? How could I forget? I thought it had vanished uh, after... After three months ago. Right. But maybe it's still alive. On that hill. I don't know. I, I try not to think about but it. David! We're the only ones who know what really happened that night. We have a responsibility. It could be that creature, or worse, something new altogether. A responsibility to do what? Do you really think there's a chance in this world that there are two sets of strange supernatural creatures running around in Bellingham of all places? No chance in this world. Look, I was there right after Gwen was attacked. She was really messed up. No cougar does that. I know. I, I talked to the doctor who treated her. He pulled some unidentifiable poison out of her veins. See, that's what I'm talking about. There is something odd about this. All right, so let's go. Wait, go? Where? It's to Seahome Hill, of course. Both attacks happened right after dusk around the same area. I bet if we go there, we'll see the creature. Whoa, I'm not so sure about this. I'm not even sure if there is a creature. <laughs> Just two dead people, some strange poison, and eyewitness accounts? Fair enough. So what if you're right? So what if there is a creature? Bring your camera. We take a picture. See if we could follow it back to its lair. Really? Lair? Lair, den, whatever. It has to sleep sometime. If it is as big as Gwen told me, then it has to have quite the lair. You 
talk to Gwen Trentley? I had to see how she was. You really excel at sticking your nose where it doesn't belong. So are you coming or not? All right, I'm coming. I'll pick you up at seven. Tonight we find our slithering friend. Hop in. Wow, they really don't pay you much at the Herald, do they? Hey, those who do not have cars should not criticize those who do. Uh-huh. Will you need me to get out and push to get it started? Just get in. So I've correlated the attack on Professor Brimsdale and Gwen Trentley. They were attacked here and here. Now you will see both are in this little valley up on Seaholm Hill. So I imagine the creature's somewhere in there. I have it all laid out on this map. Okay. What else do you have in that book bag of yours? Well, the map, two flashlights, a blanket in case it gets cold, matches, binoculars, and hot cocoa. What was that last one? Hot cocoa. It could get cold out there, and I like chocolate. Well, thank goodness for that. Turn left here. Okay, mountain girl. Let's go find us a creature. Well, it's definitely Eventide. Eventide? Is that fancy college student talk for not enough light in the sky? Where do you come off talking like that? You one of those county folks? You're a city man. Own up to it. My father worked with his hands and made sure I had enough education to get by. Being a reporter just means I'm not farming or shoveling coal for a living. Nothing more, nothing less. I like your writing. It's straightforward, direct. I'm overwhelmed. Not every meal should be French chocolate. Sometimes you need a good sturdy bread and chowder. Chowder? Yes, reliable, standard, essential chowder. Well, at least you didn't say barley. I can't stand barley soup. Your map says down this path? Yes. Oh, hey, look at that. The underbrush. It's been flattened. The ferns have been flattened, too. Could have been a couple of high school kids kicking around. No, look, not just the plants. Everything's crushed, and it goes that way like a little tunnel. Let's follow it. All right, you're the one with the cocoa. David, look down here. It's a wide opening made out of concrete. I can't see how deep it is. Hold this. Your pistol? Uh, no, eh, I don't hold guns. Uh, just I... hold it for a second. Give me that flashlight. Okay, there's a big concrete tunnel down here. It looks like it once was a channel for flooding, but was buried. It's not too much of a drop. You hear that? What was that? I think we're getting close. Move out of the way, you big lug. I'm coming down. Here, take your gun. Thanks. It came from farther down the tunnel. Let's go. This tunnel goes on forever. Maybe this was a wrong move, but 
Wait a minute, up there. Around the last bend, the tunnel comes to an abrupt stop. In the little chamber, seven candles had been lit and in the center, a glowing pane of glass floats. Reflected on it is a desolate stony landscape with a strange temple in the background. The air smells of candle wax, ozone, and something acrid. Someone definitely was down here. I told you we're dealing with something supernatural. What is that? A mirror? A glowing picture? Don't touch it. Just wanted to see if it really was glass. landscape, the temple over there, the, the giant boulders. This doesn't look like home. June, over there. There's the floating mirror thing we came through. There's the tunnel on Sea Home. Oh, this is too weird. Look, I, I can see the little dead-end chamber and the candles and... Hold on a sec. June, June, get over here. We have a problem. What is it? Look through the mirror. There's someone else in the tunnel. It's Sean Monahan. The police chief? Yes, he's looking right at us. We should warn him not to touch the mirror so he doesn't get stuck in here. I think he knows what's going on. That's odd. He's blowing out the candles around the chamber. Why would he do that? The portal, it disappeared. We're trapped. He did it. Chief Monahan knew about this and he trapped us here. Lousy Flatfoot. I'd love to get my hands on him. I, I wouldn't hit him or anything, I, but I'll expose him. This is, this is kidnapping or imprisonment or- David! What? The creature! A huge stone gray snake was twisting its way through the air towards them. It moved through the sky like a fish through water, moving swiftly. Its mouth peeled open to reveal venomous fangs. What is its skin made of? Stone? Run! Make the temple. If we can get in there, maybe we can close the doors on it. Just a little further. Oh god, it almost got me! Damn, missed its eyes. It's still coming. God, it moves like quicksilver. Just keep going. Quick, grab the doors. These are heavy. Dust everywhere. It's almost here. Taking a moment for their eyes to adjust to the darkness, June and David were stricken silent by the wonder of the strange, unnerving temple. Arching stone angles met and flowed together, forming large steps up to an obsidian altar. As June and David made their way up, they could see an enormous statue towering over the altar table. It was humanoid, with thick scales coating its body. It was clad in ornate body armor, and where its head should be, a viper's hood spread out before its serpent face. The statue's talons held a large spear. Whoa. That is one big snake god? David, I think we have left Bellingham city limits. Who do you think built this? I don't know. 
looks a bit Egyptian. I'm still stuck on where the heck we are. I'm just thinking, look at all this stone. Those grooves on the ceiling. Do you think those snake things used this place? Who would want to open a portal to a place like this? I have no idea. Wow, I think the statue looks even bigger when we're at its feet. Look, on the altar. What is that? Looks like a scepter of some sort. Check out this ruby at the top of it. It's as big as my fist. It's light, too. You'd think for three feet of gold it'd be heavier. Maybe it's hollow. What's it doing here? I don't know. Maybe it's tribute. Maybe someone forgot it. Or maybe you should put it back. Did that statue just move? The arm! It's falling! Move! The pillars are coming down, too! The whole place! Back to the doors. I'll take my chances with the snakes rather than falling architecture. Go! Go! Here's the door. Heave! June and David tumble out of the collapsing temple into the blinding sun. They land in a jumble on the sharp rocks outside the crumbling door. Up in the sky! Two of the snake creatures! They look very angry! David, look at the scepter! It's glowing red! Here come the creatures! Keep doing that! Wave it at them! They seem scared of it! It tingles holding onto it. <laughs> like an electric discharge. It makes my hair stand on end. Just keep waving it. They're getting close, but not too close. Ha <laughs> ha! You big tadpoles. Stay back. I have a magic glowing stick. Look, the mirror, it's back, over there. Let's get out of here. It looks like someone relit the candles. We can get back. Let's go already. As soon as David's fingers touched the surface of the mirror, the familiar charge shot through his body and jumped to June. Both fell into a hot white light. I know I must be in Bellingham. I'm wet. Ugh. David, get up. We're back in the tunnel. Oh, thank goodness. Phew. Now, what to do about this weird portal and all these candles? Or the giant snake creature in the tunnel. Or the giant snake creature. Wait, wait, what? There's still this one. He's getting close. Uh, maybe if I wave the scepter... No, 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 not yet. Wait, here, here, here. Get to the side of the tunnel Crouch down and try to make as little noise as possible. Look, he's tasting the air, just like a snake from our world. Okay. Now, now that it's passed, force it into the portal. Yeah! Yes, it's close. Back! Back! It's gone. Look, you can see it on the other side of the mirror. Blow out all the candles. That way it can't get back. I got them all on this side. Same here. There, the portals disappeared. I wonder who relit them and led us back home. I was just wondering the same thing. Police Chief Monaghan, what are you doing here? I was coming back to see how my pet was doing. Unfortunately, it seems the two of you made your way back somehow. And with the present. You best hand that over, girl. Like heck I will. What do you mean, your pet? You brought that thing into Bellingham? And she's no girl, she's 21. Yeah. You are aware, of course, that I have a gun pointed at the two of you. I would very much like it if you handed over the scepter now. We are both armed. 
You would gun down a police chief in cold blood? Come on now. Give me the scepter. You have no idea what I sacrificed for that. This cheap piece of gold? Cheap piece of... Girl, you have no idea. The blood spilled. Also, I could offer it up to that damn temple to appease their snake gods. Now the snakes listen to me. They hear my call and come when I ask. Give it to me before they realize it's missing. I could return it. Oh, I think they already know. What? Well, we took this little toy of yours. For God's sakes, be careful with that. When we took this little toy, their temple fell all to pieces. It's all rubble now. What? No! After all I've done, they'll never forgive me. The Harim will never obey me again, scepter or no. Hmm, touchy. We're going to be going now. Nice and slow, so nobody gets shot. It doesn't matter if you tell anyone. Who in this town will believe you? The paper will never print it. The police? Ha! So you've cut me off from my pets. This doesn't change anything. We will just have to wait and see. David? Yeah, yeah, we're going. You just stay right there, Chief. This solves nothing! This solves nothing! this tea. It'll settle your nerves. I can't get the look of those creatures out of my head. Or that temple. Where do you think we went, anyway? I don't know, but I am to find out. And I'm locking this strange scepter away. We have no need for any extra spookiness in our lives. Good riddance. So, how do you feel now, Mr. Held up the police chief with an empty gun? You knew that, too? You were all out of bullets back in the temple. Good thing Chief Monahan didn't know. I don't think he's going to just forget this. What can he do? He can't arrest us without a reason, and we can't tell anyone about it because who'd believe us? Stalemate. Right. In the meantime, you best pay any past due parking tickets and buy a good lock on your door. Give them no reason. Exactly. There's still one thing I don't understand. One thing? I'm serious. Who relit the candles? We would have been trapped there for snake food. Who let us come back to Bellingham? You have been listening to Bellingham Terror, the Seahome Scare. Bellingham Terror is written and produced by Riley and Brenna Sweeney and edited by Elise Gowan and Eric Prochnow. Rebecca Powell is the production assistant and Devlin Sweeney the sound technician. Seahome Scare stars Richard May, Brenna Sweeney, Kate Hisdall, Riley Sweeney, Brooks Collins, Doug Robanser, Dave Willingham, and Matt Robanser. Thank you for listening to Bellingham Terror, Tales of Suspense and Mystery on 102.3 KMRELP.